When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think the smart thing there for me, Tyler, was to kind of take control of that conversation because I could visually see for the listener, maybe you heard it over the podcast, there was just a man was breaking in the background. There was a man just dying, and that was that was Tyler. Yeah, I, I mean, pre-talking to Elliot, I had almost convinced myself that we're going to be able to hang bullshit. in this game. I like yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt pretty <laughs> – I felt like I talked myself up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then after talking to him, I think I've been brought down to like a harsh reality of what this game may look like this <laughs> Sunday. But yeah, I, you know, here's the, here's the, the thing: the card, it yeah. only it only takes one game, though, right? Like it it only mm-hmm. like the, the, you guys have been talking. You and Gunnar have talked a lot about how you come out of the first four games being two and two is actually relatively okay. Now, this past week, you guys also gave the sentiment of the reason why that's not okay is because of how they actually look on the field and. I'll throw one thing out here to you because we were, we're asking, obviously, about Jalen Hurts. There's a really good next-gen stat when we talk about this QB matchup, and it's about completion percentage versus expected completion percentage, right? So, so far this season, Jalen Hurts has an expected completion percentage based on the types of throws and where they're on the field, et cetera, of 64. He's completing almost 67% of his passes. So he's playing above, right? He's playing better football than the expectations would tell you. And there's that great term that seems to have developed over the last couple of seasons in the NFL, a force multiplier. That's what Jalen Hurts has been this year for the Philadelphia Eagles. Interestingly enough, Kyler Murray, he has an expected completion percentage of 68. I really want to ask you about this because I know how we you guys talk about the head coach on the podcast so much. His completion percentage is 65, though. So he is underperforming expectations. How? You know, what is the push and pull right now with this team? And the head coach may be saying, hey, I've got you in the right spots, and then you're not completing some of what should be, quote-unquote, easy opportunities. Well, we talk about this every episode. It's just the back and forth between them two, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, either one I of them have... ever acknowledge that they've done something wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I will tell you, I have heard, through oh man i don't even know if i'm supposed to say this out loud i have heard through whispers that uh there is some frustration that kyler does change some of the plays up at the line like there are things that are being called and and he has called he's called audibles without the um direction to do it and so that is a little bit of unscripted audibles usually when you come to the line Here's the play yeah. call, and here are your two audible choices, and you're suggesting that maybe he's going to a fourth non-existent option. Yeah, there's a disconnect there somewhere. Like, he he is – Kyler's kind of doing his own thing at times, and I think that when you saw on the sideline the last game, them fighting back and forth, that shows you where this relationship is. Now, when yeah. you look at – the one thing I will say to when you pointed out with Hertz that he's playing above expectation – you got to hope that that's just a part of a streak here, and at some point he's going to come – always people come down to reality. Hopefully that reality starts this Sunday. He did struggle last week. It was a rainy game. So uh, it was one of those things where he didn't struggle with his legs, but he did struggle with the arm. And that's going to be the hard part for the Cardinals, right? Like being able to contain him, not just with his arm, 
but with his legs too. He, he's able to move around. They have a good run game. In addition, this defense has played well the last two weeks, but are they going to be able to play to what they need to this weekend with a quarterback of this caliber? Yeah, and that's the other part of it. So we're talking about, oh, is this a good challenge for the Eagles in terms of what the Cardinals could be on paper? You can make the case when we look back across it, we know the Rams, certain teams that have been on the Cardinals slate, were not performing at the highest level when they took them on over the first four games. The Eagles mm-hmm. do seem like they're clicking on all cylinders. So I, I just, I, I have a hard time, but I will, I want to pull back here just for a moment. And we'll talk about betting lines here and, you know, some of these, some of the more interesting matchups inside the game. But at a very high level, you and Gunnar have talked about how push comes to shove. There's a couple elements here. One, that seemingly it's Vance Joseph is more secure in his job right now with the Cardinals than Cliff Kingsbury is. Which, which is also, so sc- th- Think about that, though, Adam. <laughs> two, two weeks ago, we said <laughs> Vance it. Joseph is like out of here. And now it's like flipped within two weeks. Sometimes the best way to make yourself look like a 10 is stand next to a room full of twos. You know what I mean? And, and that's the strategy here for Vance Joseph. But, oh, man. But when, when you pull back and think about this team and this organization, if you're going to pull the plug on the head coach, if you're going to maybe pull the plug on a, on a defense, anyone, the coaching staff, the GM maybe is or is not going anywhere, is Kyler Murray understanding the money that they gave him? Like, but it it becomes hard, man, because the reboot that you could try to do with a new coaching staff, then all of a sudden is saying, though, too, and we got to fix the quarterback that we gave the money to. And if he still is a problem, if there's not a full buy-in from him, you, you could be two years away from having the exact same process all over again. It's such a daunting task, and it's just it is fascinating. If you go back to just before the playoffs last year, where the narratives were around Jalen Hurts and around Kyler Murray, they could not be more flipped in this moment going into a week five matchup. Yeah, no, I, I mean, we posed the question uh, last week where it was, is Kyler Murray, is it surprising that Kyler Murray's not where uh, Tua in Miami was and, and where uh, the Eagles and, and, and Hertz is, right? I mean, Tua is the best, where we are. probably the best comp. For, for a player of why isn't this happening? New head coach, mm-hmm. offensive, your turn guru, just like that. Got Tyree Kill in there. Look at us go, right? Why are Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler and, Murray and it, not getting it done? And it's not like the Cardinals haven't done the same thing. They traded yep. for DeAndre Hopkins to give him weapons. They traded for Zach Ertz to give him weapons. They now traded for Hollywood Brown to give him weapons. So they've helped Kyler be comfortable in every way possible and to me, it like we keep saying every episode, it just boils down to that Cliff and Kyler relationship. And either they got to sit down in a locked room together for a week straight here and figure this out, or you know maybe during the bye week, I don't know. But they're going to need to get together and get in sync uh, because, as you saw, tensions boil over last week. We're early in the season. Right, like, totally. That was week if, four. <laughs> if they're at each other's throats right now, where are they going to be in week eight? I mean, let, let, let's talk about the matchups here to not, um, we don't have to depress the fan base this early, right? There's, yeah. there's still a yeah, few I days get to it. go here. No, no, but, and, and justifiably. So. No, hey, listen, <laughs> I, you're, you're, you're in it, man. You're in it right now. But we asked about AJ Brown. Didn't even mm-hmm. get to Devonta Smith. Didn't even really get to the, you know, Zach Ertz era parents that was Dallas, Dallas Goddard, Goddard yep. right? Like, I, 
you look across these stat lines here, man, through four games. Okay, A.J. Brown, 25 catches on 38 targets for 404 yards. Guess what? 18 for 266 for Smith, 16 for 240 for Goddard. Like, as good as I do think Vance Joseph has been able to start to get this, this defense going in the right direction, just playing a little bit faster, trying to keep them in ball games for as long as possible until the offense wakes up in most of these occasions, you got layers deep here. Where is your fear factor around? It seems like A.J. Brown's going to get his, but when I think about explosive plays, Smith is the guy that I'm going to have some real concerns about burning this team over the top in an area, the secondary, where I think the Cardinals are very exposable on some dynamic plays. Yeah, the, the Cardinals' biggest concern defensively this whole season has been the cornerback room and the linebackers. Yep. Okay, so who's covering those three guys? Your corners and your linebackers. So uh, this is going to be the most <laughs> difficult matchup for Byron Murphy and co in the secondary, right? Byron Murphy's done a great job for all things considered containing certain guys, Cooper cup, Devonte Adams, uh, last, last weekend with DJ Moore. Um, they they've held a lot of guys in check, but have they really faced a three headed monster that they're going to go against this weekend? I don't think so. I, I mean, the chiefs are still figuring the chiefs blew us out, but ultimately they don't have a threesome like, the Eagles have yet. I mean, they haven't really put it together to the same degree. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe the Raiders, I mean, maybe, you, but I think the Eagles are clicking up way better than, than the Raiders obviously are. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. And like just broke out there, right. That what was a nine catches for Devonte Adams the past week uh, yeah. for 101, but that took a while to get there. We know the Raiders record wise are struggling. Um, the, the so Eagles you, have, yeah, go ahead. I, I want to give you this nugget. The Eagles have 184 plays with the lead this season. That's the most in the NFL. The Cardinals <laughs> counter, can, go ahead. Yeah. have 13 plays with the lead That's this solid, season. Though. That's where solid. does that, where do you think that ranks? 13 to 184. Where do you think you the know Cardinals what? fall out of 32 teams? It's got, they got to be dead last, right? They got to yep. be dead last. So you're playing first to dead last. I mean, and we gave that stat, you guys gave the stat uh, on Wednesday's show about the fact that the Eagles have put up more points in the last two games in the first half alone to be ahead of the Arizona Cardinals if you combined everything. I think it was something like 19 points over their first four games in the first half. So uh, mm -hmm. that's where I think the biggest concern is here from a game script standpoint. And, and I'll tell you that. When you think about, okay, what is this game going to look like? And I want to ask you about a couple of defensive notes here too. But when you think about the matchup, hey, if you can be in it, if, if at halftime you're down 10-7, 13-10, whatever the number looks like, if you're at least in it, then I think it gives you an opportunity. But if you let Philly get up by two scores, and I'm talking 14-3 to at halftime or 17-6, to whatever the number, I mean, that would be glorious to get six points in the first half for the Cardinals right now. I just do not see the world where with that defense across from you, now the pressure starts to come. Now Kyler Murray starts calling more of his <laughs> freak audibles at the line because he doesn't like what Cliff is doing. And I, This game feels like it's living on a razor-thin margin of the Cardinals saying, hey, it's been a rough couple, you know, rough four weeks of the season to start. Even win or, even win or lose, we got on track here against a really good Philly team, or I think you could see active implosion. You could literally see on the sidelines the, the, the crumbling of what is this current iteration of this team. Again, the only glimmer of hope going forward is that 
you got guys coming back. People are being activated off IR. DeAndre Hopkins was in the locker room on Wednesday. So uh, you got guys that are that are now the Cavalry's coming. So if, if you end up losing this game, which I think everyone kind of expects, um, you know, you're hoping for a win. I'm hoping for a win. I'll, I'll be jumping for joy if we can pull out this W this weekend. But at the end of the day, looking forward, again, it's just one game. But yep. but that's my concern is what you just said is hopefully this one game doesn't start even more of a trickle down effect of turmoil in the locker room. Right. Before you're getting these guys back, that should help sustain you a little bit better going forward. Yeah, no, for sure. Last thing that, that I want to check in on, um, the Eagles have been obviously dynamic offensively. What do you, Miles Sanders versus Jalen Hurts, in terms of how you want the defense to approach it? Do you want to send a spy to be around a line of scrimmage whose sole focus is to try to keep track of Jalen Hurts and those 205 rushing yards that he has through four games of the season? Or do you have to accept that you try to stay at home and live with it? Because if it's me, I get how dynamic some of these guys are. But it, it, this isn't a scenario where you can say, well, we'll double team A.J. Brown. Sorry, Smith is going to be there, right? We're going to put a spy on Jalen Hurts. Sorry, you got Miles Sanders running away from you. Like, I think this is a big test for Vance Joseph to say, we're going to try to stay at home. We're going to try to play our system and just make it something that has to be earned. Avoid, like, if I'm, if I'm the Cardinals, I keep everything in front of me. I'll allow yeah. you to, to chunk your way down the field. Maybe we can tighten up and hold you to a field goal. I just, I cannot do the risk reward factor of letting some of these weapons get past me and get those big plays. Just keep Jalen Hurts from having those explosive plays, especially with his arms. His legs is his own thing. But if he starts doing it with his arms, then I feel like it's all but over. See, I'm almost, <laughs> I'm almost a little different on this one. I almost okay. feel like because we give up the run pretty easily at times, um, you know, we, we did a good job last week with uh, Christian McCaffrey, but all things considered, I almost think you make Hurts beat you with the arm, and I get he's got a lot of weapons to do it with, yeah, yeah. but keep. <laughs> I almost think you you want to shut down those legs. You want to keep him, you know, in the in the pocket, keep him there, and and, and allow him. If he's going to beat you at the arm, he beats you at the arm. At the end of the day, you're getting healthier in the secondary right now. Trayvon Mullen just got some action last week. Um, I think it sounds like Hamilton might be playing this week. I saw earlier that he did get some practice in after being reactivated. So I don't know if he's actually going to play or not, but if he does, you thought he was probably your, your best corner going into the season, even better than Byron Murphy is what they said. So uh, you might trust those guys to kind of do what they do. And and yeah, you're going to get burned a few times, but I mean, I'd almost like that better than Hertz running for a 40 yard or 50 yard scamper on you almost every time he does it. So uh, every time yeah. he tucks and runs. Yeah, I, I tell again, you're, I, you're damned I'll, if you do, you're damned if you don't yeah. either way at this point. I mean, they've got too many weapons either way. And then defensively, same thing. Uh, how many points have they scored defensively and how many strips? I think I saw a stat earlier about strip sacks with them that since last year, the year before they have the most strip sacks in the NFL. Like they're, they're just, they're good all the way around. They're good. That's what, to me, what it comes down to. It's going to be a tough matchup. In that regard, let's take a quick look here at the betting lines. We mentioned there five, five and a half, depending on where you're looking, 49 and a half, the over, under. I, I'm a little, I, I, not to, I'm not trying to be negative here, but I'm almost surprised mm-hmm. the line is five and is five or five. I am too. I, I said I, I Gunner, Gunner, yeah. Gunner was saying to me that, you know, he's like, oh, it's five and a half. I go, Gunner, that thing is going to balloon. At this point, go take that five and a half right now. 
because, you know, it'll be seven, eight, nine points at some point throughout the week, especially as injury reports come out, things like that. Mm-hmm. And with this offensive line injury report coming out, I'm surprised it hasn't shifted just based on that. But yeah, no, I, I mean, that kind of blows me away that we're still at five and a half, which, hey, Vegas knows all. So if they think we're going to within five and a half points, that makes me think we might, this may not be a blowout and we may be able to hang a little bit. Yeah, we'll have to see how it goes here. Um, a couple of things as, as Gunner would normally do here. Where is he looking? How can he make some money? Um, listen, I'm not here to uh, get crazy with it, but taking a look at first half winner, it's going to be like a minus 180, right, for Philadelphia. But we all kind of know where the stats are for the Cardinals. That might not be a terrible one to take a look at. You can also go over and get some money on the total first half points. Now, we mentioned earlier in the week, 24, I think 20 plus for the Eagles the last two weeks in the mm-hmm. first half. The over-under is set at 24 and a half. So, so the big question here is, will the Cardinals score at all? If they, if they if they score at all in the first half, we could be right in the sweet spot, plus 105 uh, if you go ahead and take the over. So I might do that, though, because I think whatever's going to happen here with the Cardinals, I do like the idea that they get something going offensively here in the first half because, it, it, again, this isn't your back against the wall. You're a 500 team. You have some soft landing spots on the schedule, but you got to at least come out at home, by the way, where they struggle. But you got to come out and show some type of life here early in this one. So I might take a little look at the over there as well. I don't mind that. It's, again, me being an optimist that the Cardinals will come out ready to play right away. But through four games, they haven't shown us that they've done that. So, I, I mean, I don't know what they would have done magically in practice with their offensive guru of head coach to correct those things. But maybe, I mean, Rondell Moore now back for his second straight week. Maybe you've incorporated him a little more and get him going. You know Maybe what? Find Greg note. Dorch, bring him back. A little Greg Dorch action. Well, it's funny. And one last one last note on that because Greg Dorch became invisible the, the last game. And I know I you dropped really him in him. every league. I as dropped you, him but, but in every what? fantasy league. As you should. And the no. reason why is no, but it's true <laughs> because when it comes to when it comes to you know certain players, right? Greg Dorch, mm-hmm. it's like I know Isabella got got released finally, right? And and Cardinals fans rejoice. And little peek behind the curtain here. You've mentioned it before. I'm a Giants, you know, Giants fan. I cover the Giants as well. Giants fans, oh, we should get 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 Isabella in here. You know, the Giants wide receiver room is depleted. The Giants have been mm-hmm. running out Richie James and David Sills. These guys are your fifth, sixth depth chart wide receiver practice squad guys. When you get bullish on someone because they flash a couple of times, you got to rein yourself in because they always play back to the mean. They always come back to what they truly are. And that's why I think even though you sometimes see better stat lines for guys and you get excited about them, you need Rondell Moore to become what he's supposed to become. You need Nuke to get back on this field so that he can pair up with Hollywood Brown. Because then you have, in theory, one of the more dynamic, fast threatening tandems at the wide receiver position. And that can change what this offense looks like. That's what happens. I think too often we all get giddy over that little bubble up performance from a cup player over two or three weeks. I always try to take the long view. What is the guy showing me over two, three years that I can rely on? I didn't know Tyler that Isabella has caught four balls over the last two years in 11 games. Like I, I couldn't even imagine what this guy was doing. I, no wonder why Cardinals fans wanted him released. They, here, here's the thing though. They don't give him snaps either though. Like I'm not going to put all this on Andy. I will say though, like last, last time he, he did 20, get a, he has under 30 career receptions. 
I, they don't give him opportunity either. So, I mean, I get it. If you're not going to play the guy, let him go. Let him go somewhere else at this. And he doesn't play special teams, so he doesn't help his cause, sure. right? Like, like if you're a guy that is the fifth, sixth guy, you need to figure out how to specialize in something. Special yeah. teams is usually the place. And Andy just never did that. So, ultimately, Andy said, all right, we'll see you. And you got to hope to fall in a spot, which he did Baltimore. I mean, I was talking to a buddy yesterday that is a Baltimore diehard, and he was saying, hey, I think he may- that makes Andy our, our number four. Like so, instantly. <laughs> yeah. How 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 dark is the is the post game podcast if Isabella catches five balls for sixty five oh. yards in his debut for the Ravens? <laughs> well, it sounds like he, I mean, based on what my buddy said, it sounds like he's going to get some Jacking action this week or next week. I mean, he's going to get going. But yeah, no, I, I would like to see Rondo Moore get more acclimated, be yeah. the guy that that you want him to be. Uh, but to do that, you got to send him down the field. You got to stop doing this stuff behind the line of scrimmage with him. That's never worked. I don't know when that worked here in Arizona for Cliff to be like, yep, that's what we're doing every time with Rondell Moore. Um, it hasn't at all. He had a couple good games to start the season last year, but a couple of those plays were down the field. He's yeah. quick. Move him down the field. Get him open. Make plays. Uh, oh, yeah, let's get our predictions in here before we get out the door. Obviously, uh, listen, man, James Connor, what your deal back. is. <laughs> Greg George, bounce back game. Here we go. And I, well, and I will not take, I will not stand here as producer Adam, the fill in host. That's right. Gives Greg Dorch slander. That's right. on the kickoff in the valley podcast that will not happen on my watch folks i'm telling you right now dorch bounces back this week he was not a three-week guy the guy he was third in separation in the nfl in those weeks he was great yep, he is yep. not a jeremy lynn flash in the pan never come back again he he is going to step up for us i see it i'm calling it now but yes give your prediction yeah, listen, I think one thing that I'd like to see from the Cardinals in this one, you had talked about James Conner, not necessarily towing the line the way we want him to with 3.2 yards per carry. You know, Benjamin has certainly been effective. I don't hate the idea of getting a couple of dual dual running back backfields going behind Kyler Murray, whether it's in shotgun or under center. Give yourself an opportunity to utilize what is a nice skill set for them because you go inside that receiving room. It is Marquise Brown. It is going to Hollywood, as we affectionately refer to him. Greg Dortch and Zach Ertz at the top. But guess what? You got 13 and nine receptions for Connor and Benjamin, respectively. They're averaging over seven seven yards per reception. You got to utilize those guys. So if you're uncertain about how to be more dynamic, how to create more opportunities, I always say, take your most talented players, get them on the field as much as possible. So maybe they take a look to do that. Uh, Listen, I would love as a Giants fan to sit here and tell you that the Cardinals are going to pull this upset. Um, There it is. Book it. I just, I just, don't, you know what, what? By the way, what do I care? I'm going to call for a Cardinals to win it, baby. I think that they put up 10, count them, 10 first half points, and they keep themselves in this ball game. I think the defense maybe catches one of those Jalen Hurts, Aaron throws over the middle, looking for AJ Brown, gets a turnover, changes field position. Give me those, give me those red birds, not those dirty green ones. Give me the Arizona Cardinals to win this one outright at home, turning around their season, saving Cliff Kingsbury's job. Give me 27-26, barn burner. Producer Adam just went full on baby face on the pod. He has completely turned the audience uh, in his favor. And me and Gunner are now the biggest heels in the biz. So with that being said, um, 
Oh hell, the Cardinals are due at home. I don't. <laughs> you almost can't, games, you can't. You, you, can't, you can't pick against them now. You can't well, pick I've against lost, them. Now. I've also lost count how many games we've lost at home in a row. Um, it feels like a million at this point. So what the hell? Why not? Cardinals win. Card and honestly, let's say Cardinals win big. Let's say 35, oh. 35, uh, 17. Oh, it's an explosion! It's an explosion going away. Yeah, yeah. ladies and I, gentlemen, I, why look, not? Look, look, What's going to happen is the Cardinals are going to come in and they're going to hit him with the uppercut and then the mm -hmm. jab and then the straight. And they're just, you know, they're going to go for that mm -hmm. knockout punch. And, and the Eagles have never seen it coming. That's what's going to happen.